Hello, this is Peter Jonathan Robertson with the 18th episode from the PJ Archive. It's an interview I did with the American singer-songwriter Mariah Carey in 1992 when she was 23 years old and enjoying a meteoric rise to superstardom. We met in London's West End where she'd come to promote her MTV Unplugged live EP which included an outstanding cover version of the Jackson 5 classic, I'll Be There. I didn't intend to put this song out as a single. What happened was I did the show, MTV Unplugged, basically just to do the show, not with the intention of putting out a record or, you know, a single or anything. And, um, you know, because I've only put out three singles from my second album and I thought I was going to, you know, do more with that album and, you know, put more singles out, that's what I mean. And so we did the show, and we got a really great reaction from the people, um, especially about I'll Be There, which was a last-minute decision. Um, I almost didn't do the song. I decided to do it two nights before, and we rehearsed it, and then we just did it. It was very spontaneous. And um, then everybody was like, you have to put that out on your third album. You have to put it out. And I was like, I, I'm, I don't want to wait, you know, because someone's going to take this idea because it's really a great song and, it, you know, it's never come back since way back when. So um, we put it out and thank God, you know, it's having great success in America. It's number one right now. I can't believe it. And it's part of a live EP. Mm -hmm. Would you say producing something live is a risk in any way? Um... Well, because we weren't thinking about it when we did it, I think it came off better because we weren't thinking, oh, this is going to be on record now. We have to do it perfect. We really were spontaneous about the entire thing. We didn't over-rehearse. We just did it, and I was fortunate enough to have a lot of really great players and singers there with me, and um, Walter Afanasiev really, really helped me put the entire thing together. So um, I guess it, it would be risky if we really thought it out and planned it out but we didn't so I'm glad about that a lot of artists getting criticized these days for not being able to produce the goods live mm -hmm. great recorded not so good live mm -hmm. was this in any way a statement from you saying well I can do it well I mean when I first before my first album even came out I did um, a bunch of showcases with just a piano player and singers for different people like at the record company and stuff and I really felt comfortable felt comfortable, excuse me, I'm tired, doing that. And when they talked to me about the Unplugged show, I figured, you know, it would be just an extension of that. So um, I wasn't nervous about it at all. Um, and I haven't been on tour because I put my two albums out, my first two albums out so quickly, one after another, and I didn't have time to plan a tour. But um, I, I'm hoping that people will, who wanted to see me live will get this and pick it up and enjoy it. Your last album, Emotions, was a complete phenomenon, unbelievable uh, success. Is it now a great worry to you to know how to follow it up? No, I mean, I'm glad that I had this, I have this EP out as sort of an interlude between uh, my first two albums and my next studio album, because it, it's just to me like, it's almost like I did go on tour because I have this live thing out now and it's live on the radio and I'm, I'm really happy with that. Um, but I just have to really, you know, do music that I enjoy and that I can be proud of and hope that other people will like it as well. I can't get caught up in the whole chart game because it, it'll make me crazy. Yes, because it's said to be more difficult to stay at the top than actually reach it. Would you say that's true in your experience? Um, I think once you get to the top, people like to drag you down because that's human nature, um, unfortunately. But um, 
I, you know, I can't, as I said, I can't get wrapped up in that. And I can't worry about always having to be on top either. You know what I mean? Because that's not really why I got into this business. I got into this business because I love singing and I love making music. And I'm learning more about it every day and I'm experiencing new things. I'm producing now um, the guy who sings with me on I'll Be There, the featured vocalist. His name is Trey Lorenz. He's an incredible singer. He's got an album coming out on Epic. And we've written some things together for his new album. And I'm producing some stuff. And it's a really great chance for me to really um, experience being in the studio and producing something and not being so in the spotlight while I'm doing it. You know what I mean? I can be behind the scenes and not have to really scrutinize myself, <laughs> you know? The last few years for you have been quite incredible. It must have completely changed your life. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you explain, why do you think it's happened to you? Well, I've been wishing for this and dreaming about this and praying for this my entire life. And I really think that has a lot to do with it. If you really, really, really believe that you can do something and you have a gift and you don't give up, you know, those all those things come into play. Because it's not enough just to be talented and um, it's, you know, not enough. I mean, sometimes it's enough just to be determined. And some people who aren't that talented do become very, very successful. But, um, I mean, I really, really worked hard for this, and I'm still working really hard. Now, you're also, as you said earlier, pro- you're producing now as well as writing and singing. Mm-hmm. Is this an element of needing to be in control in case perhaps things don't go quite the way you want now? No, it's just my way of branching out a little bit and experimenting and um, Trey's a really good friend of mine and it's been a really great experience to work with someone, you know, who I know really well and who um, I think I understand where he's coming from musically, you know, and it's not like, you know, I think it was a natural progression for me, it's not like an attempt to whatever. Mm. But do you feel, does all this success make you perhaps even more insecure? You think, I've got so much to lose now. No, because when I was first starting out, it was like every day was just like a waiting period for when I would finally get a break. Because it's so hard when you're starting out, you don't know anybody, you're, you know, I was like 18 years old before I, you know, and when I was on my own in the city in Manhattan, just alone and, you know, waitressing and working hard and and it was just like a constant, you know, I was constantly worrying and racking my brain as to how is this, when is this going to happen for me? And I think now I'm a lot more at ease with myself and I feel like if nothing ever happened again, I've achieved so much that some people never could even imagine. And I'm just thankful for that, you know. Were you always convinced that it would happen for you eventually? I would have never given up, even if it took, you know, 15 years. I was lucky and, you know, thank God every day that it was only like a year and a half after high school that I got going. And I, you know, I can't believe it. People often refer to the story about how you got in with CBS Records and so on as being a stroke of luck. Mm -hmm. To what extent would you say that luck has played a part in your career rise? Well, I think fate has played an incredible role in what's happened for me because there are so many things that maybe if I hadn't done, you know, who knows what what would have happened, you know? Like if I hadn't gone to the party the night that Brenda brought me, I, I almost didn't go, you know? I was I had a pending record deal with Warner Brothers and it was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't go. But I went and 
you know, things really fell into place for me. But there was a lot of work, you know, leading up to that, too. So much work demoing my songs and trying to get going, trying to get connections. So things really happened at the right time. You seem to have said quite a great deal in the past about your determination, the reasons for your determination. Are you now fairly satisfied, or are you still trying to achieve things all the time? Um, you know, I'm always trying to achieve things, but as I said, like if it stopped tomorrow, which I don't even like to say, um, <laughs> I would feel happy if I could always be in the music industry in some capacity, producing, you know, writing songs. And I would, and I'd always sing, you know, in my life or make records. If I didn't make pop records, I think I would find, you know, I would sing other types of music. You haven't been at the top very long, although you've achieved a heck of a lot already. Have you seen your priorities changing already over the last couple of years? Um, it's strange because before I did this for a living, it was my hobby, and now it's my living and my hobby, and it's, you know, it's everything I do at night and day. And I think that it's, it was always this much of a priority for me. It just wasn't always this much of a reality, meaning that I never actually, you know, made anything for it. You know, I just did it. Um, and I think that music is definitely like one of my, if not my top priority. But I mean, you know, I still have the friends and the people that have been closest to me before this happened for me, and I still try to keep them as, you know, a part of my life because I think it's really important that people around me, you know, are real. Talking of reality, do you sometimes have to pinch yourself to realize that that is actually happening? I do, I and mean, sometimes I'm actually afraid that I'll wake up and be back, like, sleeping on the mattress that I was sleeping on next to my two cats living in an apartment with four other aspiring singers, songwriter, whatever, actresses. But, you know, because I couldn't have planned it any better, sometimes it seems like a dream. But having wanted it for so long, one wonders if the view from the top is as exciting as you'd expected, as you'd anticipated. Sometimes I wish that I could, like, step outside myself and watch everything going on because when you're living it and things are happening so quickly you don't always like experience live the moment as well as you could I think at least from my experience like the first time I was on the Grammys and I won two Grammys I was up the night before I was so tired I couldn't sleep I was so nervous because I was thinking about not really am I going to win but I have to perform in front of all these superstars sitting in the audience staring up at me and like some of the most talented musicians in the world um, and so I kind of was outside myself when I was doing the whole thing and so when I even when I was accepting my awards I was like this isn't real so I kind of sometimes wish I could relive you know different moments because I, I don't know if I really take you know get enough out of them at the time. It seems that you don't actually see yourself as a big superstar at the moment. Is that the case? Not really. I don't. Honestly. I definitely see myself as being um, the same person I was when I first started out. The only difference is I think now I have to be a lot more conscious of the way everything that I do. You know, because people take things the wrong way, I have to say things the right way, or, you know, you're totally under, you know, 
a, a microscope, you know, it's like everybody will pick you apart, you know, whatever you do. But as far as the person inside me, I'm still totally the same person. It's hard because I think people expect you to change, so sometimes they start, like, making up things. You know, you're acting different, but I know that I'm still the same. Yeah, they say it's often not the celebrity who changes, but the people around them. Mm -hmm. Would you say that's true? I think that's pretty true. I think people start really expecting a lot of you, you know, and um, it's hard enough just to do this and really do it um, well and survive, you know, because when you're doing this, you're out there, you're putting yourself up for people to take shots at you, you know what I mean? And I love music and I love what I do, so, I mean, I would withstand anything to keep doing this forever, but, I mean, people can be really, you know, cold. Are you talking about the media, the press particularly, would you say? Um, not necessarily the, you know, the press. Um, I have to say it's been okay for me up until now, knock on wood. But, um, you know, different people, maybe critics at times or whatever. I mean, I have to sort of put myself outside of that, you know, and try to tell the people around me, you don't have to tell me every little thing you read because I don't care. I'd rather just go about my business. When it first started happening for me, some of my friends, I think, got a little bit freaked out who had been there from the beginning and were more supportive before things took off. But um, I think now that, you know, it's settled in with them, they're a little bit more understanding of how to deal with it and they just know that, you know, I'm not different. My lifestyle is different, you know. The things that I do are different, but I'm still the same. What are the good things and what are the bad things about being Mariah Carey? Hmm, it's hard to say because I'm, I'm myself, so I don't know. But, um, I guess I'm very, very super critical of myself, and I wish I could be a little bit more um, lenient with myself sometimes. I wish I didn't have to get so insane about things um, that I do. And that is kind of like one of my bad points. And uh, the other ones, I, I won't point out for anyone in case you didn't already notice them. <laughs> um, and the good stuff is everything else that I'm doing now. It's just, you know, I'm thrilled with everything. It sounds like you're still quite a perfectionist. Too. I think so. I think I've gotten better as far as letting things go, though, because I'm aware of it, you know. When I was first starting out, I felt like I had to be, you know, like I had something to prove, and now I, I don't feel so much like that anymore. What about your age? Because you're still incredibly young, and yet nobody would imagine it the way, the way you carry yourself. Do you think that's something against you, sort of a, almost a prejudice that people are youngest, almost? I think so. I think that sometimes people just feel like... And, uh, you know, she hasn't really paid her dues, so, you know, let me give her a little stab here and there, you know, because she's a kid, and how dare she have this success and stuff like that. I think people get a little bit jealous sometimes, but I realize how lucky I am to have this success at, at my age, you know. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that I'm incredibly fortunate to be where I am, and, and I'm the first one to say it and to be grateful for it every day, you know. But um, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I can't say how, how other people view it. I'm just happy that I'm doing it. <laughs>
Do you not worry that you're doing it so young, though, that in later years, what desires will you have? Um, I can't worry about that now because <laughs> I'm just trying to do it now, and, and I'm the person I am now. You know, who knows what I'll be wanting to do when I'm 30 or 40 or 50. Because you are so young at the moment, do you almost find it difficult to trust your own judgment, thinking, well, how could I possibly know what to do at this age? I've really never thought of myself like that. I mean, I've always... My mom used to bring me around all her older friends when I was a little girl, and she used to tell them that I was, like, going on 35 when I was, like, six years old, and she used to just, you know, really bring me around adults and make me feel comfortable so that my whole life I sort of felt at ease with older people and I felt like, you know, I didn't feel that barrier, like kid and adult type of thing. I mean, I did sometimes, but not all the time. So I never really look at myself like that because I've, I know nothing else but being the age that I am, so. Mm. Now, your mother is an opera singer, was certainly mm -hmm. in her younger days. Now, you have a tremendous voice range. Is that where, you, where it comes from? Did, did you learn that very early? I think that my mother played a definite part in my vocal range because of the fact that she really taught me about breathing control and how not to strain my voice and stuff like that. So, um, but we, we never, I mean, I developed the higher part of my range long after she started, you know, teaching me voice. I mean, she stopped teaching me voice. So, um, you know, but she was definitely a major influence in my life. How inevitable was it that you should follow her footsteps and go into music? Well, I mean, I started singing when I started talking. There's never been a time when I haven't, you know, loved music and known that this is what I wanted to do. So it didn't take any coaxing from her, and she's definitely not like a pushy mom. She's not one of those people who, you know, says, you have to sing because I sing. She, she was just happy that I found something I like to do. Was there anything else you ever wanted to do? No, I've always known I wanted to do this. People never believe me when I say that, but it's true. Most kids go through a lot of phases, you know, this week they want to be a fireman, next week they want to be whatever. But I've always, always known I wanted to do this. Now, you've always been very disciplined, even when you were waitressing and so on. You always made sure you put in your hours for your music and so on. Mm -hmm. and, and now you're living this very hectic life. Mm -hmm. Do you worry that perhaps you're missing out? No, because, I mean... I didn't, when most of my friends went to college, I went to Manhattan to work, you know, as a waitress and to, not, that's not why I went there, I went there to become a singer, but that's what I did when I first got there. And now most of those people are just getting out of college or they're still in college. And I've, I've done this, so at the time I was like, wow, I wish I could be in college and partying and having fun with everybody. But this is like something I've always wanted to do and I wouldn't give, I would give up everything to keep doing this, you know, for this. Mm. How, how much of a support are your family in, in this business? Have they always backed you all the way? Do they come and see your concerts and things like that? Well, I haven't really gone on tour yet, so, but I'm sure when I do, they'll, they'll be there. Mm. But um, my mother basically raised me by herself, you know, and um, she has always been so supportive of me. And, you know, a lot of parents would have tried to, you know, maybe dissuade their kids from doing, like, being a, in pop music or whatever. But she never did. And um, she just always told me, just believe in yourself and keep going, never give up. So I owe a lot to her. Do you think it frightens her, this phenomenon that you've become? Um, I'm sure sometimes she gets, 
scared, you know, when she sees everything that's going on with me. But for the most part, she's just really, really happy and excited about it. And I think that because I'm dealing with it, I feel that I'm dealing with it really well as far as I have a really clear perspective on myself. I'm not big-headed, you know. I don't believe the hype, you know. I don't believe in the kind of pop star myth thing, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm just a real person, and um, so I think she looks at that and realizes that I'm not carried away. Who gave you that feet-on-the-ground attitude? I think it came from growing up not having a lot of money and maybe coming from a divorced family, and I, maybe I always felt like, um, like the underdog or something, you know. So when I was, and then struggling and really going, hitting the bottom, even though it wasn't for that long, it still helped me really get a, a good perspective on life and understand that the worth of money, and, and I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm extravagant at all. I'm like very, it's still so new to me that I'm like, you know, pretty thrifty. <laughs> Is it, is it, does it still hurt you that you come from a split family? No, because that's all I know. They got divorced when I was three, and um, I never knew a household with, you know, like a mommy and daddy and, you know, everything's happy-go-lucky. I, I just, you know, I grew up with my mom. She was more like a best friend than, you know, like a strict parent. I think that coming from a single mother household really made me... Um, very independent because when I would go to my other friends' houses and it, 6 o'clock would roll by and their fathers would stroll in everything changed like suddenly everybody was like daddy's home and everything got like a little bit more um, tense. tense yeah and I wasn't used to that so I kind of rebelled against that and that's why maybe in school I was a little bit so you think that I'm determined or everybody says oh she's so like focused and determined but in school that was like the opposite it was like not focused enough because I always knew I wanted to do this and this is where all of my focus went. To what extent can you now do what you want and have what you want? Well I don't have that much time <laughs> but um, I guess you know I have that freedom but I really don't think about it. And I'm also not the type of person to go and, you know, waste money and be extravagant. I like to, um, it's still very, like, I still remember vividly, and it wasn't that long ago, when, like, $5 was my week, you know, whatever for food. So, you know, and I had to eat a bagel a day, and that was my, my dinner. So um, I'm very, very cautious with money. When you do spend money, what do you like to spend it on? Well, at the moment, actually, I spend more money on other people than I do on myself. Um, but what do I? I guess I buy clothes and I buy a lot of shoes because, <laughs> well, I think this is why. But when I was first starting out, when I was waitressing, I had one pair of shoes and they were these leather old ratty shoes that used to be my mom's whose foot is like a half size smaller than mine so they had holes in them and they were totally worn out and useless and I used to walk back and forth to work um, in Manhattan and in the snow and they would have they had holes all over them so I said to myself one day I'm gonna save these shoes and one day I'm gonna you know have a whole closet full of shoes and 
That's what I did. Like so. Imelda Marcos. <laughs> Not quite that many, but I mean, and I usually end up wearing one pair, like these are kind of scuffed up, but um, I think that's why. Mm. Now, some of the clothes we've seen you in, in pictures and in videos and so on, have been very, well, shall we say, sexy. Is that an image which you personally designed, or that's what you like to wear, or is it what you're told to wear? If anything, they think, <laughs> they try to tone me down, but I don't think I'm anywhere, I mean, I don't think I'm extreme by any means. I think I'm very um, conservative compared to most pop singers female pop singers, I would say. So there's no being told what image to have, it's totally your own design? Yeah, I mean, what I wear is what I pick out in the morning, you know, but, you know, sometimes people get maybe worried if I look too sophisticated or something because it's like, you know, I guess because they're older and they're like, stay young, you know, you're young, so whatever. Have you had criticism from other women, perhaps, of being too provocative or anything? I don't know. No one said it to my face. Maybe they say it behind my back. I don't know. So what sort of things do you like to wear? What sort of, are you quite a sort of fashion conscious person? Um, sort of. Not overly. I mean, I kind of just like, wear, like to wear jeans a lot, like I'm wearing today. And, um, I mean, every now and then I like to get dressed up and go out. But, um, I don't think I'm like a fashion buff at all. What about your own music tastes? Are you still into the same sort of music as, as influenced you when you started out? Um, I listen to a lot of, I mean, I listen to the radio at home all the time. In America, it's different because here there's like, I think, three stations. But in, in America, there are like every, you know, there's so many on the dial. And I just, I, I listen to whatever's out, and um, whenever I'm in the car, nobody can stand being in the car with me because I switch the stations constantly, and it's really annoying. But um, for my own pleasure, like at home, I have a lot of old R&B stuff and um, a lot of gospel music that I'm, I really like. And it's really, you know, inspiring for me, the vocal arrangements and the rawness of the music is amazing. What about TV and films and things like that? What sort of things do you enjoy? Um, it depends. I'm really open, you know. I love a good comedy, and sometimes I like, you know, scary movies, if there are other people around, but I, I can't watch them by myself. <laughs> a lot of singers seem to want to go into acting these days. Do you have any desires yourself? Not really. I mean, a lot of people ask me about it, but, um, I mean, this... Singing is, is what I've always wanted to do. It's not like a segue into something else for me. It's not my, you know, I don't look at it as like, wow, now I can be in a movie, you know. But, I mean, I can't say that maybe someday I wouldn't want to do it. I mean, I think everybody, anybody would like to do it, you know, if they have the chance. But I'm not looking for it. I know, as you say, you have very little time outside of your music. What other things do you like to do apart from shopping? Um, I've just started horseback riding I never did it my whole life because I was always scared and then because I knew someone who broke their collarbone and then recently like a couple of months ago I got into it and I really love it and I've been doing it every weekend and I um, you know it's it's a great outlet for me you have this incredible figure do you work hard on that do you go in the gym an awful lot no I don't go to the gym um, and I work out sometimes and I have a, um, a girl who comes over and helps me work out sometimes. But it's not like 
very regimented. I should do it more. But are you constantly aware of being noticed and seen and photographed everywhere that you, you need to keep yourself in shape and dressed well? Um, well, I mean, when I before I had a record out, I would go to the store like in a an old T-shirt and maybe, you know, something that, you know, when I roll out of bed, I don't care, you know. But now it's kind of like if I do that and someone takes a picture of me and it winds up in the paper, I wouldn't be too happy. Mm. But... Um, yeah, I guess I guess I have to worry about it a lot more now. At home, I usually go around in um, like a baseball hat and glasses, and I kind of not, you know, I'm not out to be noticed every day. Does that mean a disguise almost? Do you try not to be noticed deliberately? Sometimes, you know, sometimes I just feel like walking around and, you know, being uh, one of the crowd. Do you get scared by spooky fans or whatever else? Does that sort of thing bother you? Um. Sometimes it's scary, you know, certain situations are scary because um, if you don't take them seriously, you know, whatever. But I think that, um, you know, for the most part, the people that have supported me throughout, you know, the past couple of years have been incredible. What, what sort of a home life do you lead? Is it, is it a very secretive, private one? I don't think of it as secretive, but I guess that I'm very much of a private person. And I've never been the type to tell all of my business to someone, you know, sure. even before this ever happened. Some people will meet you and they'll tell you, like, their life story before, you know, five minutes go by. But I'm, I've always been pretty private. How difficult is it to hold down a relationship in the life you lead, would you say? It's hard because of my schedule. My schedule is insane. Just because my natural tendency is to stay up until four in the morning because, and I hate that because... You know, I can't get to sleep before it starts getting light out, and that's totally irritating. Um, and then I and then I sleep really late because when I was um, like struggling and stuff, we had this little studio um, that we worked in, and we and it was a wood shop during the day, so we weren't allowed to go in there during the day, only at night. So we would end up working from like midnight till 7 a.m. So now I'm just naturally on that schedule, and it and between being so busy and being on that schedule, it doesn't really make things easy. One imagines, particularly being a solo artist, it's almost quite a lonely existence. Would you say it is? Um, sometimes I used to wish, like, wow, you know, I wish I had maybe, I were, I, you know, I sang with a group or something like I were part of a group. But um, I'm glad that I'm not because I guess it must be hard too. I'm sure that has its ups and downs as well. Like, you know, you have to ask everybody else's opinion before you you know, do something or whatever, and I like being on my own. I've always been pretty much of a loner. What about traveling? Do you tend to travel with your...? Um, actually, when I travel, I'm usually working, so I, I go with my manager, and um, um, my I have an assistant now, so... <laughs> mm. She goes with me, and she's more, like, around my age, my manager and her go, and so it's, it's good because... Um, you know, when I first started out, it's like everybody was so much older than me that I was traveling with, and now I have my backup singers who are closer to my age, and it's just a little bit better for me, a little bit easier for me. I can, you know, relate to people. Do you like traveling, or do you find it a bit of a drag? Well, the only thing is when I go into different time zones, it's a little bit hard for me because of my weird hours. Mm. But um, I kind of like it. It's okay. It was hard for me at first, but now I think I'm adjusting a little bit to it. 
Where do you find you are most comfortable? In, a, in, in New York or, or in all sorts of other countries as well? Um, I think, you know, since I'm from New York and I, I grew up there, that that's where I always feel like, you know, I'm home. Even if I go to L.A. or something, I feel like I'm very far away from home, you know. And um, I like not necessarily being in Manhattan, but, you know, outside the city of New York is beautiful. Can you describe your existence in New York? Are you out in fabulous showbiz parties every night or whatever? Not at all. Not at all. Um, what are you likely to be doing of a day then or of an evening? Um, well, for the past two years, literally, I guess for the past three years, because the year before that I was doing my fir making my first album, I've been working nonstop. I haven't had a break, and if I had a break, it was like I went away and then came home. So, and right now I'm I'm in the studio producing, and so I'm, that's another, like, what I'll do is I'll work till like four or something in the morning and then I'll sleep till one or two in the afternoon and I'll get up and try and play with my dog for a little while. Now she's sick, she just had an operation on her leg so she's miserable at home, I have to go home and play with her. But um, that's basically it and I, I try to get out of the city whenever I can on the weekends and stuff. Do you have a sort of plan as to how long you want to stay at the top four and how long you want to live this extremely hectic life? Well, right now, I think after this, I'll probably take a little break and, and record my album, but that's not really taking a break, that's recording my album. But I really enjoy being in the studio, and if I can maybe do it a little bit more leisurely than the last two, you know, take my time, um, then then I'll, you know, that'll be great. But I, I always want to be working and doing music, so, you know, whether it's pop or whatever it ends up being, you know, um, that I do as I get older and stuff. I'll always be into doing music and having this. How do you feel about one day settling down and having a family and so on? Oh, I can't imagine. I mean, I'd like to, but I can't imagine the process of having a baby. It's so scary to me because I'm I'm such a, like, a baby when it comes to pain and stuff like that. I can't handle it, so I know. I'm sort of like looking forward to it, to it, but dreading it at the same time. So you'd rather somebody else had the baby for you? I <laughs> yeah, but I don't think that's possible, so we'll see. Do you have an ideal man or anything? Um, well, first I have to decide when I'm going to settle down, which is going to be... I mean, there's no settling down as far as like I'm not looking for anybody at all. I'm very happy with the situation that I'm in. Um, so it's just a question of when I'm going to, like, you know, decide that I'm ready to have, like, kids and stuff like that. I, I think that I'm too young now. My mom was, like, 32 when she had me, so I think I have a good 10 years to go, hopefully. Um, but I really think when you have kids, it's like you should totally focus yourself, um, you know, into bringing them up the best way you can because I think that, you know living a dual life is kind of hard when you have other people to consider too right now it's okay because I only have myself but I wouldn't want to do that to kids do you live quite a wild life would you say I don't think I live a wild life at all I think I'm ultra <laughs> conservative not really conservative but I just like I'm not a partier you know I mean I am when I, when I get the chance to be with my friends that I went to school with and stuff 
I really, I like to have a good time and, and go out and cruise around and see people that I haven't seen. I just went back to my hometown a little while ago where I went to high school and I had a great time. We went out and we stayed out really late and stuff. But at home, you know, I don't, I don't like to do that. You know, I just like to focus on what I'm doing. What's your idea of bliss? Hmm. I don't know. That's a hard one. Just living life to the fullest and enjoying what you do. Do you think you'll always live in New York City? No, I definitely want to ha have a house outside the city eventually, soon. You're very, very popular over here. Would you ever consider moving to London? Um, I don't know if I would. I mean, it's just like when you grow up in a place, you always feel so far away, and I have my family there, and, you know, I wouldn't want to be so far from my mom. But, you know, spending time here is, is great. Are the people who are around you now the same people that were with you before you really hit the big time, or have you gathered a lot of new friends? I have basically the same friends, the same people who were my real friends before this happened for me are my real friends now. You know, a lot of people come out of the woodwork that maybe, I, you know, I wasn't very close to, and now they're like, oh, we were best friends. But... Um, in reality, it's the people who were here for me when nothing was going on for me that are still here now and that hopefully will be here forever. Is it difficult to distinguish the cashers in, as it were, from the genuine friends? No, not for me. I mean, I guess sometimes when people are really nice to you, you say, wow. You know, and then sometimes I think, would they be being this nice to me if, if uh, you know, I wasn't having all this success right now? And a lot of times, you know, I can look at the situation and say, probably not, and move on. Would you say you're an easy person to be with? Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes not. Like everybody, I have my good days and bad days. What would you say are your worst faults? I really don't know. I, don't, I can't see what is going to annoy other people about me. But to me, I think I worry too much about um, things that I say or do, you know. You sing very emotional songs, as was indeed inspired by your your album, Emotions. Are you a very emotional person, would you say? Um, yes, sometimes. <laughs> um, it depends, you know. Like everyone, I go through different phases where different, sometimes things won't affect me and then other times it'll be like the end of the world. But I don't think I'm, you know, overly, you know, emotion. Do you think it's necessary to believe in what you're singing? I like to I like to write my songs because if someone just handed me a song and said, you know, here sing this, this is what I wrote, it wouldn't really be coming from inside me. And that's why, you know, I like to write and express myself in that way as well. And I think that, you know, you should believe what you sing. What are you aiming at from the point of view of music achievements and things? Do you just want to have a lot of success or do you have a particular record that you want to write that is going to go down in history or whatever? I just want to keep, keep growing and uh, hopefully get better every day and learn something new every day about what I'm doing. What are the more in important aspects? Is, is the music more important for you or the rest of your life? Which are the priorities in your life? They're equal. <laughs> it's hard because as I said my whole life this has been my goal and now I'm living it 
and um, so I'm just kind of learning how to enjoy other things maybe I mean I've always enjoyed other things it's not necessarily true but I'm learning how to maybe step back from the music and get you know absorbed in other things because you know you go crazy if you don't how do you feel about the way I mean the, the sort of the limousine treatment and all that sort of thing do you enjoy that do you do you relish the, the way you get treated and so on I don't hate it <laughs> um, it's it's incredible but I would know how to live without it you know because I didn't grow up with it like if I had kids and and had money I would really want to make sure that they knew about the other side of life because I think that's really what keeps me grounded too because I know that this doesn't happen to everyone and it doesn't happen every day so um, you know that's that's why I can look at it sort of and, and laugh I know you say you like to sort of take each day as it comes, as it were, but have you any idea how you're going to be in 10, 20 years' time? I have no idea, <laughs> you know, because uh, 20 years ago I was like, I don't even remember that, so... But being terribly in vogue at the moment, that's almost, you know, I mean, tomorrow you might be, you know, out of vogue. Does that frighten you in any way? No, because I think that good music and a good song will always shine through no matter what ever happens and I feel that if I can keep doing music that I'm proud of you know that's the most important thing to me